In Sweet Like Jasmine, Finding Identity in a Culture of Loneliness, author, soul care expert, and podcaster Bonnie Gray takes us on a deeply personal journey as she sets out to uncover the family secrets she ran away from, going back to the childhood home that she vowed to never return to and finding the father who left her when she was seven years old in San Francisco, Chinatown. As an adult, Bonnie overcame mental health issues, panic attacks, anxiety, and depression, stemming from childhood trauma, sexual assault in college by a guy in her Bible study, and PTSD. By shaping her story, Bonnie empowers us to make peace with our past, deal with toxic relationships, and build a new story of faith and joy in our families, marriages, friendships, and relationship with God. Bonnie never felt like she belonged. I think some of us can relate. She spent her childhood hiding Chinese Bonnie, who lived in a dysfunctional home in poverty, so she could be accepted as cheerful American Bonnie, who excelled on the school speech and debate team. Heartlifters, we talk about some tough subjects in this episode, so please, at any point, just take a pause. We're going to be talking a lot about complicated mother-daughter relationships, verbal and emotional abuse, and some really difficult passages that Bonnie had to go through to come home to her true self. Sometimes the story we tell ourselves is not really true. Sometimes the story others tell about us is not really true. Here on today's Heart Lift with Janelle, we are going to learn how to rewrite our story. So pick up your favorite pen and journal, grab a cup of something delicious, and start your heart-lifting journey towards living a meaningful life. Welcome to today's Heartlift with Janelle. We have Bonnie Gray. And I tell you what, I, I know I get so excited but I am so excited and honored, Bonnie. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, Janelle. It's like being reunited with my long lost sister. (laughs) You know, once I heard you had been at the beginning of my journey when Mm -hmm. I first had panic attacks before Mm -hmm. I could write this book, Yes, you were there reading Mm -hmm. Finding Spiritual White Space. And so Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm just talking to my sister. And I said to you before Mm -hmm. we started this uh, podcast conversation, you ask me anything you want, because mm-hmm. I'm tired of not being able to see women lifted up. Not all yeah. of us live the cookie cutter story of faith mm-hmm. and our yeah. stories matter. Listener, your stories matter. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever hard time you feel so alone and you look out into the world, you're like, why, why yeah. me? Why did I have to have this story? God. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Bonnie. So- The time we're going to spend here today, sisters, you're going to be empowered. You're going to be like, my story is beautiful, even though it's broken. It doesn't mean it's not as worthy as any mountaintop experience. So Janelle, let's talk about (laughs) stuff that matters. Okay. We can avoid all the other cookie cutter sound bites that, you know, we, we do have to talk about it. It's not shameful. We want to belong in the world. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to go to church or, Mm -hmm. you know, hang around with other women and not feel like, you know, we don't belong. That's because that's the life I've lived. That's the life I've lived. The life I've lived for sure. And I'm a Eurocentric Mm -hmm. white woman you know, Mm. but I also have, I have these two Italian sisters and they do not mind me saying this, that in my, in my life, in my work and, uh, you know, the one they're from the Bronx, man, that's where they grew up. They, their life is so different and I've learned so much from them. And, you know, the one sister's just like, I just can't fit in, man. I can't fit in. I don't, I'm not a cookie cutter. And I'm like, we don't want you to fit in. But if I can be a voice, that's so much a part of what I am now doing in my work is to heart lift people and help them find their way home to their true essence, which is the journey of your new book, Sweet Like Jasmine. Oh my gosh, people, 
when you watch this on YouTube, look at this cover. Oh, it's the best. It's so stunning. Finding identity in a culture of loneliness. So I do know of your story in spiritual white space, Bonnie. I give it to so many people. I have told so many clients, you've got to get this book. You've got to understand about spiritual white space. So for those of us who don't, let's just take a little tiny breath. And what was that about as a precursor to sweet like Jasmine? So spiritual white space. Yes, you do talk about PTSD. Just give us a little understanding or even link it with sweet like Jasmine. Well, yeah, actually, this is the big, amazing thing about this book. I wanted to write this book as soon as I was having panic attacks. And the story behind the panic attacks, really, panic attacks for me was just, not, I didn't understand this about trauma. You know, hmm. I was always the one that was the encourager. I grew up very positive. I'm the hopeful one in my, you know, broken, dysfunctional family where there was no space for me to kind of um, express my feelings because my mom, um, was a very verbally and emotionally abusive mother. The only way I found to survive is to be positive, to use my faith to overcome. But I didn't realize until I became a mom, Mm -hmm. I started having panic attacks. I didn't understand Janelle why, because I'm finally safe. I'm I'm not living with my mother. I got married later in my life in my thirties. You know, I was single until my 30s. And it's almost like I, I took this big exhale. That's correct. Once I had my second baby boy, and I just wanted two kids, okay? <laughs> but by God's grace, I was able to have them. And because I worked already for 15 years, I graduated. So on the outside, I looked like, hey, she's really made it. She's got yes, a Yes, you degree. are successful, perfectionist, exactly, beautiful, highly exactly. achieving, highly mm-hmm. functional. Mm-hmm. You're yes, what we call that- high-functioning trauma survivors. Hello. Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. It's not a joke. Oh no. no. So no, I know, I know it's because, you know, you get it. So I do. Um, and so it was in that moment that I started having panic attacks. I'd just be sleeping peacefully. Okay. Suddenly I would wake up jolted awake, like Mm -hmm. five alarm siren. My -hmm. heart is palpitating and not just that I am waking up choking. Yes. No, I'm waking up choking. Yes. And my throat every two hours. Mm. And I was just so fearful, not because I was having them, but get this, it was when the doctor, I went to the doctor and I was expecting, no problem, we'll just figure out whatever it is, we'll get a fix. And my my, my family doctor said, Bonnie, all your tests are positive. I mean, you know, like nothing. Uh, yeah, there's uh, nothing negative. There's nothing, not, yeah, not, nothing negative. Yes. 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 And so actually that was scary for me. That moment. I remember sitting there, you know, on, on the table, you know, um, and the doctor telling me, and he was telling me like it was good news, but to oh, me, yeah. it was like the death oh, now because God. that meant something. I had to see a therapist. Like what? what? Oh no. You know, like that's kind of like, oh, I do like, know. yeah, because you know, usually when people talk about therapists in the Christian church culture, it's like, Ooh. Oh, that's just for those people. Yeah, exactly. And like, well, I can't help you. It's almost like they want—they don't want to hear any more your story. It's almost yeah. like, oh yeah, you should see a therapist. You yeah. know, it's it's actually yeah. not in a positive way. Mm-mm. You know, now yeah. when I talk about therapy, it's because I've been through it. It's very positive. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, life changing. This, this is life changing. You know, it's very positive. Now I got to tell this story. I know we got. Please it, do. It's in sweet like Jasmine. No, tell because, us anyway. Yeah, it's in sweet like Jasmine because. There is this moment that I've hidden these stories my whole life. And I thought that's what it meant to be a beautiful, strong light for Christ. Yes. I was a missionary in my 20s. I'm a Bible teacher in my church, uh-huh. you know. Oh, me too. I, I teach other women how to lead Bible studies, okay? I'm the train the trainer type person. And so, yes. you know, when I started having these panic attacks, I was just like, what in the world? Why? And there's no reason for me to tell. And in fact, I just secretly felt like, okay, I'll go see the therapist. Let's get this taken mm-hmm. care of secretly. Yeah. Um, don't have to tell anybody because then I thought they might be like, oh, yeah. You- well, you shouldn't teach the Bible. Mm-mm. Exactly. No. Yeah, we got to like, pull you out. Yeah. Exactly. Immediately. So <laughs> the therapist, I went to the top. He was in charge of a hundred different therapists. So I thought, okay, let's just do this as soon as possible. Let's ask him who get a referral. I wasn't planning to see him. He is a PTSD expert. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. And he said, within one minute, Janelle, one minute, I just described my symptoms. He said, oh, this is a classic case of PTSD. Mm-hmm. And I said, 
what? what? I go, I'm not a soldier. I've right. not seen any violence. Nobody's been blown up in front of me. Um, and he said, well, did you know, Bonnie, this changed my life. Did you know that verbal abuse and emotional abuse has the same impact as physical abuse? It does. I have a, I was, several podcasts for those who are listening. You can go back to Prosody, Power or Poison, which is the tone of voice in which you're spoken to. And then the anatomy of yelling. Both prove that point that you just said, Bonnie. It's very serious. I've studied it in great, great length. The power, especially of a mother's voice. Oh, wow. You're healing. You're bringing healing to my heart right I now. I hope so. Because it, a mother's voice, it's been proven. I can send you all the studies that say a mother's voice is absolutely the most formational formational aspect of a child's life. And that is a heavy, that can be a heavy burden when I share it somewhere. People, oh, all mom's like, oh my God, I'm screwed. You know what, excuse my language, but you know, it's like, but it's the truth. What a and wise doctor. God loves yes. you so much to lead and guide you to that. Yeah. So that had and to be a hard pill to swallow though. Well, listeners, you know, um, I think that's something that we need to give ourselves freedom because, you know, in our culture, even in society, it seems more permissible to talk about a bad father. It does. Okay. But it's hard when we talk about wounds from a mother. So we talk yes. about father wounds, but I, you know, the mother wound, and I love mm, what you said. Serious. I said I, a little part of my heart was coming home when you said that about the mother's voice. Good. Good. You know, because we, you know, maybe you've also experienced healing and you might be wondering, well, why am, you know, why are these pieces of me still kind of being flustered? And I think mm -hmm. healing is just a continual blossoming. So oh, for instance, yes. Sweet Like Jasmine, yes. the book is named Sweet Like Jasmine because in the Chinese culture, the jasmine flower tea is the most fragrant and most popular oh. tea. It's very beloved. So dragon pearl tea, uh, dragon pearl uh, jasmine tea, that bud is tightly closed and dried. And so many of us are like that. We're just so tightly closed because by mm. God's grace, we needed to protect ourselves. Without God a understands. doubt. understands. Mm. And so there's no shame that we have not spoken up previously. There's no shame. There's just only grace and you've done good, girl. You've done good. But <laughs> yes. now it's a different season of our lives. Just like jasmine tea, you know how it becomes fragrant? Mm. You place it in hot, hot steam boiling water. That heat, that heat is what releases that beautiful petal. So every time you feel like, oh my goodness, why is it that my body is, you know, cold? Why is it that, um, you know, I... I'm restricted. Choking. No, it's okay. It's like, it's because God is bringing the warmth of his love yes. and you are safe. And so your able body is able mm -hmm. to express it. Now, how do I know this? It's because that second question I asked Dr. P, he was the therapist was, okay, all right. I'm hearing what you're saying. There's verbal emotional abuse is the same as physical, but this doesn't make sense. I was still in denial. I said, mm. well, why is it happening now? I'm like totally safe. And makes I mean, sense. I've been through worse, harder times. And he said this, this also changed my life. He said, well, you know, a soldier is very strong, being brave, helping other people when he's out on the battlefield. He's figuring things out. He's super resourceful. When does a soldier experience panic attacks? Correct when he comes home, when he's safe. When he's he said, safe. Bonnie, there's nothing wrong with your faith. You've done good. It's because you have overcome. It's because your faith is so strong that God is now saying, I want you to use your faith to heal. I want you to use your faith to open up a new journey. So that became my uh, new journey and it freed me. No longer any shame. I said, I get it. I get it, God. Okay. You sent me to do so many things like be a missionary, help others. Yes. Now you want me to do, apply my faith to heal. And I know you must want to use this in my life to yes. bless others somehow. So I was very then I bless yourself for first though, to heal. No, yes, 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 yes. 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 But knowing, but knowing yes. that, Correct. that, that he doesn't I waste a thing. Exactly. So that that is actually the the start and the seed for Sweet Like Jasmine because I had to go find my father. The father who oh. left me when I was seven. My mother is a mail order bride from Hong Kong. Yes. Hear my this, father, listeners. This is craziness. 
My father is a busboy in a noodle shop, and I was born in San Francisco, Chinatown.、Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times、uh, we we often hear say like you can write your your story, and、um, that never made sense to me because I said I was born into a script already, and I think many of us have、yes. that. You know, your story may be different, but many of us feel like I didn't choose this. No, and so I didn't choose to be born to a teenage mom. I didn't choose to be born to two parents who didn't go to high school,、um, and didn't even understand the world that I was in when I stepped outside my doorway.、Correct. You talk about Italian, your Italian friends that are、yeah. from the Bronx. I was on the phone the other day, you know, just with the bank representative. I needed a, you know, you know, ask a question about my bank statement, and this is a guy with a heavy Bronx accent, you know. And I was like, "Oh yeah, oh thanks for your help." I said, "I'm actually、um, coming out with a new book, and gosh, this is like you took the stress out of this problem. Thank you so much." He's like, "Oh, you have a new book? What is it about?" So I love I, it. I know.、Yeah, so I told him about the book, and he's like, "This is a line that I said. I said, 'You know what? I've hidden this part of myself my whole life, friend.' Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.、Um, Jordan, I said, 'I step out of the doorway. I'm another.'" World, okay. I'm talking. I'm chatting. All I have all these friends, but I step through the doorway back home. My home life is chaotic. My home life is very stressful. My home life is very lonely, and I never truly existed in one place. Not all of me.、Right. Home life, Bonnie. Outside world, Bonnie. And、yes. you know what Jordan said? The guy that's from the Bronx. He's like, oh wow, I need to get that book. Yes, he said, "I he get that. I get that." He's like, "My Italian family is the same way." Exactly. Yeah, I know. Those of you watching on YouTube, yeah. And he's and he started to tell me his story. He's like, "I love how you said that." Yeah, exactly.、Mm-hmm. I can't do the Bronx accent. I know. <laughs> yeah, the minute I walk in my door, you know, he's like, "Yes, bing bam bam." You know, he's like telling me all this <laughs> stuff, bing bam bam. You know. Okay, so my point is. That、um, you know, those parts of our stories that we hide are actually the parts that God wants us to open up and share with the world, because that's how we connect with the people that are in our world. And God shows up in different journeys of life, different stories, different locales, different economic、yes. stratas. And so, how does He do it? He sends us. He and、does. so, this is what happened with Sweet Like Jasmine.、Um, I had to find out where my father was because I、mm. actually never really cared, you know. Because I thought when I was little, I said, "Where did he go?" And my mother wouldn't allow me to ask those questions. When the day, my morning, that my father left, there was the suitcases right、wow. next to the door. I was just rubbing the sleep out of my eyes,、mm. and it's such a chaotic scene. It, you know, like you wake up and you're already、yes. in a chaotic scene. And you're seven. You're seven. Yes, I'm seven years old. They're screaming. The it, it, everything takes place. At the screen door, doesn't it? Those, those. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are Got memory of my own. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, interesting. Like, What's going on? And I'm just like watching these two people going back and forth, really going at it.、Mm-hmm. Next thing I hear the screen door slamming. I hear the tires of his green、mm-hmm. Olive Nova peeling off the driveway.、Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a clap of fun- thunder in our lives. It is. It hits you in the heart. And I was like, Mom, Ama, you know, it's for Chinese for Mom, Ama. Where, where, what? Where's Dad going? I'm crying, right?、Mm-hmm. I don't even know what's happening. And she's like, "Get over here!" She pulls all our family photo albums out, takes out、oh. all the photos, and starts cutting, shredding all、oh, the、no. photos of my father. And she gives me a pair of scissors. She's like, "Pull out his photos. I want you to start cutting his、oh, face up." And just、oh, like、so、the,、sorry. just like these photos that are under like the lawnmower weeds, right? Thrashy.、Yes. I'm trying to hide one photo, Janelle,、mm. of my father. So did you? Did you? Yes. I tried to. I.、Mm-hmm. She said, "What are you doing?" She caught me. I said, "Mom, I'm not in this photo. You're not in this photo. Can I just keep one?" She said, "Why? Why? You 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 want you you like him so much?" She grabbed me, pulled、sure. me over to the phone. This is back in the day when phones used to be on the wall with a cord. Yes. And she said, "Go pack your bags." Go! You like him so much. Go, go, go! Pack your bags. I'm calling him. He's gonna come back right now. You can just leave. Leave, right then and there. Little girl Bonnie、Whoa. stopped crying,、mm-hmm. and I was like, "You're right. I don't need to know.、Mm-hmm. I don't need to know. No, I, I want to be right here. I'm not. I don't want to go anywhere." And it's just kind of a metaphor moment. Each、mm-hmm. of us have had those moments where we realize, you know what? It doesn't matter how I feel. No. 
our question. Uh, who? No. Who are you to question? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. That's and the so, power. That's the power of a mother, though. And so then you're split up in um, having to make a choice deep down that you talk about invisible wounds. To me, that would have been one of the greatest for sure. And also the power of wanting to stay with the mom because moms have that much power. Wow. That's wow. how, that's just what I would perceive from that story. It's mm. like, oh, I can't, I can't leave mom. Like there's that we talk a lot in this community, Bonnie, about secure attachment, attachment theory. And I'm no doubt you have, have been through that and understand that. So, you know, you have an attachment to your mom, whether it's complicated, toxic, horrible, or great and loving. Wow. That's the confusing part. And my mom just died last um, August of COVID. She was 92 and we had a very complicated relationship. And, you know, it, I was so befuddled as to why I was grieving so hard. And so, of course, I'm a student always. I went, studied and studied. And lo and behold, losing a mother is the greatest grief you're ever going to experience. So once again, all pointing back, I was like, there it is again, you know? So yeah, there you are yeah. in the middle of that moment, you know? And, and yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just like stayed silent. And I think for a lot of us listeners, um, you know, I think grieving our mother is, um, there's the physical death, which is the ultimate mm-hmm. abandonment. But there's also, for instance, some um, women like me, that loss happens in those moments when we're told to be quiet. Yes. When we're told from our mothers, it doesn't matter what your questions are or how you feel. No. And so I kind of grew up telling myself, and we all make those vows. Um, yes, we, and there's no shame in that. There's no. no shame in that because God understands in that moment for us to get through hard times. There are stories that we tell ourselves and God in his grace allows us because he knows we need it in order to be strong, to get over that hard time mm-hmm. when we are alone. And so um, I just felt there was no need to find my father. If he would not come back for me, then who cares where he is? And secretly though i did check my mailbox every birthday i thought well maybe this toxic mother who just like kills me with her words every time maybe she's keeping my father from me there's this kind of secret story i told myself maybe maybe he does want to see me but um you know he can't but that's a very quiet secret uh, desire. Most of it, 99% was, I don't care about him because he doesn't care about me. And so, but once I turned 18, there was this thought that hit me as I was standing on the podium. I was salutatorian. I was giving the speech. Wow. Unbelievable. And, and yeah, but you know what? My mother didn't care about it. There are no pictures of that day. There are no pictures of that wow. day. Bonnie. She, she even said, she's like, oh my gosh, it took so long. It was so hot just for you to yes, go and pick just up a can't piece win. of paper. Can't win. Yeah, exactly. Just to pick up the paper. And you know, as I stood there on the podium graduating, I was a salutatorian and I thought, okay, maybe out there, I'm finally 18. Maybe my father's waiting for this moment. Once I'm free, I'm an adult. He's going to come back to reunite with me. So as the crowds were dispersing, I literally looked looked out among the crowds. Maybe there'll be a man that comes out, emerges and comes to say, Bonnie, I'm your father. I love you. I've been waiting for this day. That was like the desire of my heart. (laughs) My, there are tears because I relived that moment. That's how my deep that longing was. Mm -hmm. And you know what? There was no one. There was no one that came to shake my hand or to say that he was my father. And it was right there when I turned 18. I said, girl, you're 18 years old now. You are a full don't you're a full grown adult. Leave this childish wish behind you. Oh boy, that's and the vow. move on with your life. That's my vow. And so um I never really it never bothered me anymore from that point on. And um, I just wanted to write a news story. And it was funny because, you know, mm-hmm. among our Christian culture, it will often say, you are a new creation. The That's past right. is already, you know, gone. The new is the head. I was like, yes, I like that. I like the sound mm-hmm. of that. Sure, I'm going to grab page. onto that. Yeah, exactly. Blank <laughs> page. 
And it wasn't until I had my second son, Caleb, I named my sons Josh and Caleb. No, you didn't. Caleb's Mm -hmm. my absolute hero. Oh, He really is. I know. And so I said, just to remind me, I'm building a new legacy. I can just let go of the past. They're Mm -hmm. my new legacy. But you know what? Mm. When my second baby was born, oh my gosh, um, you know, I don't have a mom to come help me. Okay, I don't I, I don't have that. I don't have any grandma to come help me. Oh my gosh, I said I need this older brother Josh to be in preschool to make popsicle popsicle stick art for a few hours so I can <laughs> yes. breathe. And I was looking for his birth certificate to sign him up for preschool and I stumbled on my own. Oh boy, at this point in the book is just yeah, so I, I never I never looked at my birth certificate. You know, if I needed it, I just kind of like stick it in front of somebody's like, here, sure. you know, you prove your identity or whatever it is. But then Stand I look it, at whatever. it closer. Mm-hmm, I look at it closely and it says I was born in a hospital called Chinese Hospital. And it's just like, what? Like, why was I born what? in a hospital named after an ethnicity? Correct. And in fact, it's the only hospital in America that's named after an ethnicity. And I no suddenly... Kidding. I suddenly became curious and God is so amazing. Like he knows how to compel me. He's not going to compel me through something, you know, like I wasn't interested in. He, you know, the storyteller me, the one That's that what I was going to gonna say, novels. if I can interrupt even Please. the storyteller in you as a little girl at seven, yes. you're, you're writing a story. Like you, that's, I, I felt the same way. You know, I felt my calling in the midst of chaos at age seven and eight and 10 myself. And now as we have the hindsight, because it's always 2020 and the wisdom, because life is lived forward and understood backward. So to be able to look back when you were telling that story, I'm like, you were already within the story of your memoir at that time. But go ahead. Yes. No, but I didn't know that. No, 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 no. We don't know. Yeah. So that's beautiful that you said, you know, we live our story forward, but we understand Mm -hmm. it looking back. And so I I didn't know that I'm not, wasn't informed, like or trained, you know? So, but it's interesting. God, God compelled me by a birth certificate. (laughs) Okay. Got me curious, the storyteller (laughs) in me. And it's interesting. You said as a child, because that was my only safe place. My first friends were books. Mm-hmm. Yes, Those are like my truest friends. Okay. What because was your first book you read that you remembered? I would love to ask. Do you remember? Oh, hmm. Gosh, the first book that I read. Okay. Well, me I mean, it's not a real deep book, but when my parents broke up, I love Mrs. McKay. I always remember her okay. name and her voice. She would take time out in the middle of our school day to read her favorite books to us when she was a little girl. Love and it. Pippi Longstocking. Yes, was, I love it. I love Pippi Longstocking. I'm like, I'm Pippi Longstocking. Yes, you know, she's, yes. And she's very spunky. Mm-hmm. And she's not like any other little girl stories that I had seen in you know, those picture books or whatever. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm I so happy Pippi you said that. That's fantastic. So, Thank you for sharing that. Mine was yeah, to that, dance to dream. It's still a, a it's oh, not, it, wow. who even knows? I don't know a thing about it, but I was a dancer and I wanted to dance to dream. So anyway, oh. that, that's a fun thing I wanted to ask you. So Pippi yeah, gave you some pump, fun. Some pips. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. 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 She's saying like, yeah, you, you, that's you. And so like, cause I grew up in, in the Chinese culture, uh, girls are not uh, valued. I mean, not, right. n- I'm not saying right now. So, you know, don't Correct. listeners, it doesn't mean if you meet a, you know, a, a Chinese American um, you know, friend, it means, oh yeah, you guys don't like girls. You know, it's not that I'm just talking about in my family. Okay. Be- and in very old school, traditional Chinese, old school thinking. Chinese culture. Correct. Yes. And you because- were from, they were immigrants, your parents. So, exactly. Exactly. Right. And so it's like, you know, in the Chinese culture, when you get married, you take on your husband's name and you actually belong to the husband's family. You correct. no longer belong to your, um, your mother's family. You have to serve the mother-in-law. You have to serves your new family. And so she's like, you know, she always told me like, oh, there's, there, you know, you, you have no value. There's no really use for you anyways, because you're just going to end up leaving me and you're going to, you know, all this hard work I have in feeding you, you're just going to end up, you know, mm-hmm. serving somebody else's family. Wow. Um, but uh, my, my, my journal was a safe place for me. My books were the safe place for me. So every time my mom would be raging or yelling, um, I found joy and comfort under the covers after she stopped slamming the doors and the house was finally quiet. What what would I do, friends? I would take out my flashlight, I would go under the covers, and I would rest in between that space between your bed mattress and the wall. 
mm-hmm. that little breathing space. Mm-hmm. And I'd be able to open my book and everything that was ever broken and ugly that was spoken to me would all fade. And I would have the beauty of these words. And that's why I feel it's an honor to write Sweet Like Jasmine, oh, yes. finding identity in a culture of loneliness. I want you to find that breathing space. I want you to be able to Find that place where you are truly free to be yourself. And Mm -hmm. in that moment, when you look back, we'll be able to find that God was with us. Sometimes when we go through hard times, we just need to get through it and we're afraid to go back. But Jesus calls to us so gently. I want you to go back with me the second time because when you went through it the first time, you were alone. And now I want to come back with you a second time. I want to walk through it with you. And I want to tell you what I feel about you, what I think about the situation. And I want to hold your hand and now it'll be different. We will rewrite, not erase the past. No, no, no. Okay. We will rewrite the past together with my love, with Mm, my whispers of love. Mm. And so that birth certificate, in that moment, I realized, you know what? It never occurred to me. Josh and Caleb will one day ask me, just like I had asked those questions, where's my father? My sons will ask, where is grandpa? That's correct. That's exactly right. Why is it in our family we don't have a grandpa? And Mm -hmm. I will not be able to give them any answers. And that was my big aha moment that began this journey, this quest in Sweet Like Jasmine Mm -hmm. to find my father. I said, you know what? Mm. I don't want my children to grow up with missing pieces in their story. That brought me shame, a feeling of like Mm. a missing piece in my life that 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 made me feel like I didn't belong. That belonging isn't social. It's not like I don't have friends. I have tons That's of friends. That's correct. It's internal. It's just this part of you mm-hmm, that you just feel like I'm always having to kind of find myself. Like, what are people talking about? Oh, they're talking about Christmas or they're talking about Father's Day. And I'm just like standing there mm-hmm. without this piece of my story. I didn't want my children to have that. So yeah. initially I went, to find my father for my children. But as God would have it, he knows what would (laughs) compel us. I was the one that needed to find my father. And so this book explores all the different, you know, family secrets that I ran away from that I once vowed I will never ask these questions or find out because I didn't want to lose my mother. My mother, when I wanted to be Mm -hmm. a uh, writer, I knew I loved writing. That's what gave me joy and safety. I said, but I finally was able to, I have a scholarship. It won't cost us any money. I can go uh, to Boston U. I can go to Dartmouth and scholarships. And I was so excited. I had those brochures in my hand. I want to study English. My mom said, you know, that's so selfish. You know, just because God made you... God, just because God made you smart, um, it doesn't mean you're selfish. You just like want to go fly away and just be happy. And oh, um, so boy. I just closed that door. So I finally said through this mm. birth certificate, I'm going to find out. And so all these different chapters is about God rewriting my true identity, my true worth. So yes. every chapter is going to explore this. And I picked the topics, the moments that every woman, every man is going to identify with because they're universal and they're about being human. Yes. And you know, we, in our community here, the Stronger Everyday Community, we call it our God-breathed identity, you know, because that's where I went back and you talk so much about breath, your podcast, you know, your, it's the common golden thread uh, in your tapestry of of your work is about breath and finding space to breathe. And that's what you did. And so, you know, what I, what I want to ask, and you do not have to answer this, but, um, I know that a lot of my listeners and my clients are on your journey and they will all be getting sweet like Jasmine. And, uh, we have some secrets to tell you at the end of our time together, which is coming so soon, so sadly, uh, that you get when you, uh, order the book. But any time during your journey here, Bonnie, um, did you ever ask like why? Like so many, so many of my clients, particularly the trauma, you know, those who have accessed most of what I do is trauma-informed work. It's like, why would Jesus let that happen? You know, you do not have to answer this at all. Um, that's fine. But I just wondered if if you did, and 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 could you tell us, you know. How did you get through 
that going back, facing those hard spaces. You know, what's interesting is even though I went to go find my father, you know, our heart is just, again, like that jasmine flower. Once you open one petal, you can't stop the other petals from opening. Oh. And so, you know, the listeners here that, you know, are, we are working through trauma. We may be like, wait a minute. I don't want to talk about that story. I just want to focus on this problem, but you are a beautiful jasmine flower. And so one petal that opened up was my sexual assault in college. Yes. If you would. I, yes. I, I would. was, mm-hmm. I was date raped and this is the first time I'm verbally speaking it out, but there is power. Um, when yes. it was happening, I never had a boyfriend in high school. And um, I known this person for a year. He was a Bible study leader. And I, I felt like I was a pretty smart cookie, okay? I grew up before, yes. below the poverty line. I've lived in places where, hey, there, okay. Bad um, stuff happens. They, I mean, yeah, I, I don't even know if I would even take anybody there. You know, it's like yeah. now, you know, it's like, no, just take my word for it. You avoid that part. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So, um, you know, I'm a pretty smart cookie. So I was like pretty, you know, I I trusted in my instinct. Mm -hmm. I trusted in my gut. I trusted in my smarts. Like this guy's safe. Um, And Mm -hmm. he was not safe. Um, I won't go into the details because Mm -hmm. I want you to read about it because I'm a storyteller. You know, it's like, no, you got to hear the whole story. But you yes, know, I was trying it, to pick out a part of it to read and I couldn't. So that's, yeah. that's, that's exactly accurate. But the moment that broke me was when it happened and I was being strong, I was going back um, and I did not want to make any trouble because I was afraid he was going to hurt me more. Without the main thing I wanted to do was like, just don't say anything. This is my survival instinct, you know, mm-hmm. everything's fine. Just get out of the situation. And so once he dropped me off back at the dorm, um, that first year of college, I went and I took a shower and that's when I started, my body mm-hmm. started trembling yeah. and the tears started with that water. And I was like, now what I'm ruined. Who is going to want me? You know, it's almost like this longing. It's like, Hey, one day I might find my Prince Charming. You know what? That dream just died again. And I was like, God, why, why is everything in my life? Yes. being ruined. Like, why me? I did everything right. I was careful. Um, mm-hmm. I followed your ways, you know, and that cry is just so like painful because I didn't hear God in that moment. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, it's just, it's just devastating that silence. Yeah. The silence and, is the worst. Yes. But you know what? There was somebody in my high school, God brought this, this woman, her name is Emma. She was one of the, and she was just like, you know, seven years older than me. She's not like (laughs) way older, but she's just like, if you ever need me, when you go to college, you need to call me, Bonnie, call me. Okay. And at that time it was just real casual thing, you know, but it's amazing how God brings certain people's names up or their faces. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, listeners, if there's something that's happening, yes. maybe you have this very quiet, God's voice is very quiet. It's not going to be like loud, like, oh, yes, go call somebody or please right. tell somebody. No, it's just very whisper. whisper. And her name just floated up. And I just did it. I ran, oh not ran, but I just, you know, got, got dried myself up and I just went down. I'm crying like mm-hmm. profusely. And I just put the quarters in and I just dialed and I just was hoping, please, please be there. Cause if she doesn't pick up, I probably won't call her back again. Mm-hmm. And she picked up and I just was choking, crying. And she's just like, it's okay, Bonnie, take a deep breath. There's that breath word again, mm-hmm. take a deep breath. And she just listened to me. And you know what? She didn't ask me any questions. What happened? Meaning like the details. She just yeah, said, of course. she said, you're going to be okay. You're still just as beautiful. I don't think any less of you. Oh my gosh. She said all the right words. Well done, Emma. I know. I know. See, that is God. And that's the real deal. That's why each of us, you have that power, whatever valley you've been through that darkness, you survived you because you've been through it. You and I have been through it. We can be that voice like Emma. We don't have to ask the details. We don't have to pull out Bible verses and we know the power of presence. And that's where Jesus was. Jesus did. He didn't answer me the why question, but what Jesus does is he brings us comfort. He brings us what we need in the moment, which is love, understanding, being able to cry, being able to ask those questions. And she just cried with me. I asked her, why, why, why? My heart broke. That's just the echo. That's and the you echo. Know, and Emma was just like, Bonnie, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. It's just 
being there. And that's what Jesus does. He's holding us. Mm-hmm. He's holding us so we can heal. And I actually did get the answer to why that's sweet like Jasmine. That's sweet like Jasmine is a story because there is an answer. And ultimately it is because he's trying to tell us that he loves us and his heart breaks for us. And I was, me too. Jesus saying me too. It was the garden of Gethsemane. That's correct. Okay. He, Mm -hmm. you know, Jesus asked why. He did ask why. He asked why by saying, is there any other way? Like, why do I have to do it this way? Why? I don't want this. Okay, so people, we often skip over that that, that sure do. and get right away to, oh, not my will, but your will be done. People just want us to say that. It's called spiritual will, bypassing. Will. We just oh. are real good at spiritual bypassing okay. in the Christian community. It's what I pound the table over now that I know what I know. And now that I've been able to, you know, have God help me have the training and the things that I have in my life. It's like, oh, wait a minute. No. We're not just going to put a nice little Jesus cares. And Emma didn't do that. Emma, it sounded like the empathy that came from Emma was the healing power. That was the voice of Jesus where it's like, this is terrible. There should have been another way, you know, like this is wrong. You don't deserve this. This is, you know, so that's like Jesus in that moment. I mean, he was only able to say that after it says he fell down face on the ground and his sweat was like drops of blood. And I feel like. Once I had panic attacks, I read that scene so differently. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know what? I think Jesus was having panic attacks. I think so. I know. Okay. It said he fell down. I mean, that's say what, what happens you want to say. Pa- mm-hmm. When you have a panic attack, that's what happens. You literally fall down. You just cannot mm-hmm. breathe. So um, it's too so, much for your body. You know, mm-hmm, it's like even Jesus, mm-hmm, the way that I explain mm-hmm. trauma, the way that I've heard it explained, is this just when emotion, the, the heavy emotion is too big for your body. Yes. And, 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 you know, so. Exactly. And so, you know, when you're, we are overwhelmed, we cannot hear God's answer to why. We cannot hear, we, we can only hear the why after the quiet whisper, after we have been comforted, after we're able to look back at all the broken pieces and we are like Jesus falling apart, you know, in, in terms of our human experience falling apart. And it's only after that moment, just like the alabaster jar that Mary Magdalene mm-hmm. breaks open, then you can, you can, uh, experience the fragrance, mm-hmm. the fragrance, like sweet, like jasmine, that though life was bitter <sighs> in the moment when you swallowed it afterwards, as you're laying it all out, um, there's just some, there's power in that. Um, once you tell your story, that's correct. It, you it, can then hear, yes. you can actually then go back and be able to understand the why, but that's a journey. That's a process, just like a wonderful flower blossoming. Yes. And, um, so let's talk about that other flower right right here at the end when we're gonna have okay. to close. And I'm so yes. I am so sad because you're just so remarkable and loving and kind for giving us all of this time. But at the end of each chapter of Sweet Like Jasmine, and you write you end it with a letter to my younger self. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I just love that. And then you give us three questions. And I have, I I you talk about your your story of a date rape in the chapter that's called Lotus Flower. I love Lotus Flowers. Tell us a little bit about the Lotus Flower itself, and then maybe you could read your beautiful letter or one that you want to. It's your choice, but I I really did love You Are Worthy to Shine, um, which is on page 123 of of Lotus Flower. And in our community, Bonnie, we equate our voice with our value. Mm-hmm. And that we are clothed with strength and dignity. We are worthy of that dignity that you talk about. And mm-hmm. when we're little, when you were seven, you weren't able to use your voice. Mm-hmm. That would have caused, well, you tried <laughs> and then you had to make a choice. So, but now as you're older, you can use your voice and your voice has values. So we would love to hear you read that if you would, or whichever one you choose. Yes. Well, I just want to say that the lotus flower is so uh, beautiful to the Chinese people. This is an excerpt here I'm reading. (laughs) One of the most beloved Chinese flowers is the lotus. The lotus flower roots are planted in mud. Yet after every night of being submerged in river water, They miraculously blossom again with perfectly white petals the next morning. The lotus flower is special. It's a symbol of purity and beauty. And so 
in the chapter where I talk about the um, sexual assault and date rape, mm -hmm. um, as I went back to revisit that story with Jesus in it, I said, Jesus, I don't want to look at this, but if you want me to, I will. And I want you to, I, I, I said, here's the deal, Jesus, you <laughs> need to tell me what you see in this. I need to know wow. where is the beauty in this brokenness? I specifically asked Jesus and then because I know he answers our prayers, right? So yes. this is what he told me as I wrote the letter to my younger self. And this is part of the journey of Sweet Like Jasmine. At the end of every chapter, I want you to ask questions to yourself the way that Jesus asked me. And your answer will be different, but God will mm -hmm. speak in that moment when you express mm -hmm. your voice. Beloved, my scars remind me that I am not only a survivor, I am a warrior of God's grace. I am living proof that God's healing love is real. I am who I am today because I appreciate the kindness that was shown to me. And I open my heart now as a restful sanctuary to love to those who sends me. Jesus, give me courage to heal whenever there is more wholeness that your love is freeing me to receive. Give me courage to shine your light wherever your power is empowering me to speak. And I just want to add that when we speak, it isn't just the mountaintop. That speaking is in even in that valley because that's where the healing happens. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say wherever you are calling me to heal, that means specifically for our listeners, because you understand me, mm -hmm. even when I'm crying, that's I'm right. having an anxiety attack, I'm experiencing depression this morning as I wake up. That is yes. a moment when that's I will correct. speak Thank up. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you, I will Bonnie. speak up. Yeah, I will speak up because that is that moment of healing is Jesus touching my heart. Mm -hmm. So now I don't view depression or anxiety or those moments when I wake up in a fog. I'm like, oh, oh. Jesus is touching my heart. Yeah. There's something he wants me to share and speak up because you want like that jasmine flower. You want you want that to be released. Thank mm -hmm. you for taking care of me. I'm so grateful for your gentle touch to restore me. Thank you for loving me. So beautiful. Thank you so much, Bonnie. I could talk to you for days and hours and days, but thank you so much for giving us this time. Would you please tell everyone, yourself, where they can find you? I know Sweet Like Jasmine is in all the bookstores and all that, but there's a special something you want to tell us. Yes, I'm, I'm showing people, those who are watching on YouTube, there is a Stories of Faith journal. These are the exact questions I asked myself on the journey of healing. The stories that were most pivotal, those stories that I did not want to talk about or tell. Yeah. But you guys, since you're a listener here with Janelle's podcast, you're my people, you're safe people. I'm going to tell you. We are the safe re people. The readers are not going to know, by the way. <laughs> this book became number one new release in Christian oh, biographies. Yes. yes, thank you for sharing. Yes. And um, what's interesting is that they don't even know, haha, <laughs> you know, the, the beautiful questions they're going to be asking, you guys will understand it. There are 28 of the most pivotal questions I'd ask about myself, about my true worth. For instance, here's one. What would you tell your younger self about the times you felt rejected? What are the vows you made Ooh. to yourself? <sighs> what were once those vows? And then I have a beautiful uh, verse Mm. in scripture, because, you know, we can't, we don't, we don't have the courage to talk about these stories, but if you hear the loving voice of God, then it's like, Oh, oh. you want to know God? Okay. All right. You want to hear it. I'm going to give it all to you then. You sure? It says here, I lead them with cords of human kindness, human kindness. You see God, <laughs> we need, we need the human voice. Cause like you said, Janelle, that it maybe is. the father's voice that harmed us, the mother's voice that mm -hmm. harmed us, the, the ex spouse that abused us, harmed us. Maybe it's your child that's harming you. Or a your, fellow sister in Christ. Exactly. I'm, I, let's be very real here. That was the next person in that list. That okay. was the next person <laughs> on the list. Yeah. Your pastor, uh, the person in your Bible study group. The uh, Yeah. That was the next person I was going to say. The Sorry. church. No, no, no. We are kindred spirits. We're yeah. just echoing what, yeah. yeah. It says, with human kindness, we need that human voice to rewrite those tapes, okay? We can't do it alone. There's no way. It's not oh, the way no. God made us. Mm -mm. That, no. See, right here, Scripture says, Hosea 11.4, He led them with cords of human kindness, kindness. with oh. ties of love. To them, I was like the one who lifts a little child oh. to the cheek 
and I bent down to feed them. Oh, just that imagery. I know. Wow. Oh. Is that what we all long for? So Stories of Faith, this is a free journal for you Go when you order my book. And I want you to order this book because it will strengthen and empower mm-hmm. you, what God is already saying to you. It isn't, mm-hmm. I'm not teaching you anything new, but it's more like we are strengthening each other. When we see another sister um, share their story, we realize, oh my gosh, like, yes, yes. I have one to share too. I this couldn't put it down and I don't read, I don't traditionally finish books or read them from front to back. You know, I just, I have so much I want to study and read all the time, but I can't put it down and I am going to, I'm only to Lotus Flower, so I have to finish the rest. Oh, good. But so I will be talking s- more about it. Go ahead. Go to sweetlikejasmine.com to download and sign up for that free journal. This is real. You know, sometimes uh, uh, authors give like these freebies. I mean, to be honest, I'm like, uh, oh yeah, I, I really cannot use One this. Of them. Hello. Okay. But this is real. This is from my own journal friends. Okay. So I yes. want you to get it. It has some beautiful uh, uh, quotes that inspire me as well. Sweetlikejasmine.com. Just the name, Sweet, Sweet Like Jasmine. Jasmine. Stop it. Yes. It's just the best name for a memoir yes. ever. I have to read this this one inspiring quote. Gosh, we're just best friends here, Janelle. I have to, because I know the listeners, you guys are my trusted sisters. Okay, listen. They are. This was so inspiring. This is, let, okay, sorry. Love lets you find those hidden places in another person, even oh. the ones they wouldn't have thought to call beautiful themselves. Mm. Yes. That's by Hillary Smith. So, Beautiful. You know what? Those hidden places, mm. those stories. Oh my gosh, listeners, mm-hmm. your stories matter. They do. You're beautiful. Oh, so thank, thank you. you. Thank you for this offering. And thank you for being here. Thank you, Janelle. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and resources, please join the Stronger Everyday online community at JanelleRairdon.com. Always remember, you, my friend, have value worth and dignity.